What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of Sports Ball. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. In this episode, Andrew and I discuss the final four of the men's NCAA basketball tournament, uh, the chances that my beloved Michigan Wolverines have of winning, uh, as well as uh, the NIT tournament and Andrew's alma mater, the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, and their chances as well. Uh, On top of that, we discuss one of my favorite things, uh, Formula One. The 2018 season has officially begun with the Melbourne Grand Prix uh, this previous weekend, and I cannot wait to see how this season goes. Last year's was incredible. It's a ton of fun. And then we also touch on uh, the uh, the American pastime, uh, good old Major League Baseball, uh, set to uh, kick off here in the coming days. So we talk a bit about baseball as well. So as always, thanks for listening. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Hello. Cam. How's it going, Andrew? Hey, I'm just wondering if you have any plans for Saturday night. I've got some tickets to the symphony. <laughs> yeah, as much as I would like to be more cultured, I am going to have to watch my uh, Wolverines play in the Final Four. What's the scouting report on Sister Jean, do you think? Uh, I think she's pretty tight with the man upstairs. So that has me a little nervous, to be quite frank. And and Easter weekend too. I mean, we're in Holy Week now. This is true. Well, it was all fun and games the first two weeks, but now we're getting serious. Well, and I just am glad that the game's not on Good Friday because then we would definitely be uh, fighting an uphill battle. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I hope John Beeline's got some. Uh, he's got to find a, a good Ann Arbor church. <laughs> or. Or go talk to, to Coach Harbaugh. I believe he's a, a fairly devout Catholic. Yeah, he's uh, he's buddies with the Pope now. He took the football team to Rome last year. Well, and you've got Jay Wright on the other side with the uh, the Jesuit villain of Wildcats. So um, at this point, I think Kansas is just out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been saying that the whole tournament, though, and they keep winning. So It's true. What a tournament it's been. Yeah been a blast to watch i uh i can't believe it's the final four already and as much as i picked michigan to win the whole thing i didn't actually think they would make it this far so i'm a happy camper it's like free basketball for me absolutely and you hope they win you feel like loyola's magic has to run out but they played so well against kansas state and uh you know they'll be ready to go come uh, come Saturday night. But Michigan's been there before. They've already got a Big Ten championship under their belt. And uh, I think they'll be up to the challenge. Yeah, and we're playing very, very, very good defense. My biggest concern is that Loyola can shoot from downtown. Uh, and if they're hitting from deep and we're not, that's going to be a big problem. Yeah, the, the 50% from the field and 40% from – three-point land for the Ramblers. I mean, that's like a staggering statistic. I mean... Yeah, it's video game numbers, for sure. Yeah. And, like, that's, that's like, like taking on a team full of Steph Currys. <laughs> so, like you said, Michigan's defense, uh, Beeline will have them ready. And I think it helps, too. They've got a full week to prepare. It's tough 
you know, the, I feel like Loyal has kind of become a team like Syracuse. It's tough to prepare for on two days if you if you're not familiar with them, just because of the way they pass the ball, their spacing, they move the ball so well, they get open shots. But I think Michigan will be ready. They Big Ten's prepared them well. I'm confident. Yeah, they're uh, they're really hungry, and they have found ways to win games when they are not shooting the ball well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it stems from their – I mean, everyone is bought into playing defense at an elite level. Um, but the, my one caveat there is that if Loyola shoots from the three really, really well, um, like I said, that's going to be the biggest challenge, I think, for us. So – I'm excited. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, time will tell. It seems like the pundits are essentially declaring the second game Saturday night as the pseudo national championship between Villanova and Kansas. So to me, yeah. ideal situation is that Michigan, you know, gets out with a 12 or 15 point victory. It's maybe comfortable last three or four minutes. And then you just hope for an emotional knockdown drag out in that second game where, you know, either team, albeit they might be more talented, you hope that maybe they come into Monday night against Michigan, should it be Michigan, a little hungover, so to speak, from Saturday night, and maybe Michigan can can claim a title. I, I think that's a decent possibility because it that's – Villanova-Kansas is a national championship game, and it's – I mean, that's a national championship quality game. So I, I think that Michigan could stand a chance if they, if they get out with a, a decent victory. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I would – I'm kind of anticipating the media all week uh, playing the KU-Villanova game up and then kind of pushing Michigan and Loyal to the side because, like, we don't really belong to be there, even though we were a three-seed and we have the longest – one of the longest uh, win streaks in the country right now. So it's not like we're just a bunch of chumps. So let Michigan be the underdog, absolutely. Put that, put that on them fully and watch them come out. You know, if they win, which is still a big if, uh, you know, ready to knock some teeth in on Monday night if they can get there. Yep, absolutely. I, uh, and it's sad it's coming to an end, but uh, it feels like that first, by the time you get to Final Four week, it always feels like that first weekend was a month. It's been a month. You, f- you forget about it. It's like all this anticipation, hype, and build up, and it's gone in a second, and then it's Final Four weekend all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's why Americans love it. I know. <laughs> Lots of action and no, you know, long-term commitment. It is like, like a recipe a, for a successful relationship. We, I feel like though we're in like the second slowest week of sports right now because, you know, like for the next four nights, we really don't have anything. It's up there with that all-star break period where you've got like those two or three nights in July where there's absolutely nothing on TV. We're kind of in that, that same lull here. Like you get some NBA – that's about it. But tomorrow night in the NIT semifinals, the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers will take on the Utah Utes for a spot in the NIT National Championship. I don't know what it is. The NIT Championship is not a national championship. So Madison Square Garden. Mm, the big stage. Yep. Will you be Oof. watching? Uh, I have to work tomorrow night. Well, I'll keep you abreast. Although Who, I might uh, who's in the other semifinal? Uh, Mississippi State and the Penn State Nittany Lions. So, you know, should Western Kentucky not win, I'd be okay with 
a Penn State NIT championship and a Michigan National Championship, and Jim Delaney goes home with two titles. <laughs> well, that would certainly, you know, finally put the feather in his cap after the early tournament, which, you know, frankly, I didn't hear much talk of after the first weekend when, you know, people took care of business. All four got out. So. Or three got out. Yeah, I think Ohio State lost there in the round of yeah. 32. Yep, they got out the second round. So, But, yeah, I mean, the top three uh, seeds from the Big Ten all made it out. So, And Isaac Haas, that injury, you know, I mean, who knows what, what happens if he doesn't go down in that second-round game. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. You know, if I was a Purdue fan, I'd have been pretty upset. But it's just part of the game, unfortunately. It happens at the worst of times. Yes, it does. What else is happening in the uh, sports world this week? Oh, you know, just one of the uh, the best things to ever happen. Uh, the Formula One season has begun for the 2018 season, and I'm very excited. The first Grand Prix was this past weekend, um, and they all, they start in Melbourne, Australia, because it's just the hardest place to get to for them in the calendar year of mm-hmm. all the So they do 21 Grand Prix throughout the year. And Melbourne's just the most out of the way. Um, so they do that one first. And it's a, it's a really nice track. It's around a lake uh, just outside of downtown Melbourne, which I real, I learned this today while I was watching the race. Melbourne has 4.6 million people and for the last seven years in a row has been uh, labeled the most livable city on the planet. Would you have guessed that? Well, I do know that uh, the tennis Grand Slam season starts down there as well in January. And they uh, call it the, it's nicknamed the Happy Slam. Now, I think part of that is because everyone's healthy. It's the beginning of the season. There's new optimism. Uh, But it's also because, by all accounts, Melbourne is a uh, a fantastic place. And it uh, is very hospitable for the players. Outside of the the heat they endure, because it's summer down there, um, it typically gets rave reviews. So it is on the... On the list, it actually might be even higher for me to attend than, say, a Wimbledon or French Open, just because uh, when you live in the Midwest in winter, and then you turn on the TV and see Melbourne in January, it's quite enticing. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go. Um, yeah, so the first Grand Prix happened, and uh, they've got new cars for this year. Um, a couple teams have new livery on their cars, so they look different, which is exciting. There's a couple new drivers out this season. Um but again, it's going to come down to um, Hamilton and uh, Sebastian Vettel of Ferrari. Hamilton races for Mercedes and Vettel races for Ferrari. And uh, Vettel won. He started uh, from third. Hamilton started on the pole. And there was a safety car, and it worked perfectly. Vettel wound up taking the lead, and he took it all the way home. So Vettel won the first race. Hamilton finished second, and Kimi Räikkönen was in third, who's Vettel's partner in Ferrari. So there's 20 more races, and uh, I just love it. It's just so much fun. So much fun. Because they just don't make constant left turns? Correct. And there's there's strategy in NASCAR. I will not say that there isn't. For, you know, your pit stops and, and all that sort of stuff. But the the constant battle between 
the top three teams and then like the four teams in the middle and then the teams on the bottom, like there's always something to watch. There's always something going on. There's always a controversy in a race race. There's always a crash or a retirement because the cars, you know, gearbox blows up or whatever. Um, and they're doing this all at like, you know, 190 miles an hour or 180 miles an hour, depending on the track. Uh, and it's just, it's just beautiful because you get to see the whole world. You don't get to see a stadium full of a bunch of people. You get to see Bahrain and Melbourne and, you know, uh, places in Japan and Italy and Germany and Belgium and the U.S. and Canada and Mexico and Brazil. Like you get to see all of the cities and all of the cultures that are represented there. Um, and they give you lots of access. They interview the drivers, they interview the team principals and that sort of stuff during the race. It's pretty awesome. Do they um, do they make the sponsor mentions like they do in NASCAR? They like, well, nope. You know, this uh, this high flying Ferrari today is uh, is running real well for us, so we'll uh, we'll get back out there. Nope, they don't. That's if, too bad. Do they drink? Talk, no, that's not too bad. It's it's wonderful that they don't do that. <laughs> do they don't um, stop their interview mid sentence to drink a Coke? No, no, it's thoroughly unamericanized in that way. Do they have um, hokey grand marshals who yell into a microphone to start your engines? They occasionally will have um, celebrities who will push the button that starts the countdown. But no, there's none of that hokey start your engines, you know, kiss your wife, get into your car type of thing. Does F1 make a stop in uh, in Austin at that track? Yeah. Circuit of the Americas. Yep. It's in October usually. Interesting. Good uh, I I'm probably going to be going this year. Wow. So. So yeah, season's underway. Uh, it's going to be a tight battle to top between Ferrari and Mercedes, as it always is. Um, Red Bull's got a great young driver named Max Verstappen from Holland, who's like 20 or 21, and he just doesn't know any better, and he just goes hard. So he's a ton of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, if you're not into ES or if you're not into uh, F1 because it's been impossible for you to watch, it's now on ESPN two and ESPN News, uh, and you can watch the practice, the qualifying, and the Grand Prix. So it's never been easier to get into. So check it out. Next uh, Grand Prix is not this coming weekend, but the following. So there's a two week gap between the first Grand Prix and the second. No racing this weekend. NASCAR is a weekend off as well, but I think that's because it's. Uh... Yeah, it's probably just found a pond in God's country down there to, to be racing on Easter Sunday. <laughs> probably. Which brings us to another sport that's about to start. Are your Tigers going to be any good? Oh, no, they're going to be awful. Yeah, it's going to be a long summer. Yeah, I'm going to have to find another team to like entertain me for the season because the Tigers are... They're just not going to be good. The Royals are going to revert back to potentially like 2006, 2007 levels. Like we could be on the brink of 100 losses. But that's what rebuilding's for. I feel like the Tigers have been rebuilding for a while now, though. Yeah, I mean. The good news is you guys got two World Series appearances and a championship out of your, you know, run at the top. Um, the Tigers got two World Series appearances and no championships um, over the course of like a 10-year span where they were, you know, 
at the top, kind of middle of the pack, back at the top. But now, yeah, we're firmly back down in the rebuilding from scratch phase. So, yeah, it will be uh, an interesting season. Um, you know, so much of the talk in the off season was about the the hot stove or the lack thereof, and everything that's going on in, with the front offices, and um, so. You know, obviously the Yankees are stacked. It seems the the Red Sox are probably going to be in there. Uh, the Dodgers are going to be right in the hunt. Uh, so it's kind of getting back to the uh, the old big market ways after a, a time there where you know some of the smaller and, and middle sized markets were were right in the hunt on an annual basis. Yeah, and that's just like the the six to eight year ebb and flow of the smaller market teams finally getting yep. their prospects to all work out. And, and the fact that that happened for multiple teams uh, at the same time was really interesting. Um, but now it's the time for the big market teams to buy or trade for or, you know, sign the free agent prospects from those smaller market teams. Um, you know, like you Darvish is a Cub now. Like that's a big pickup for them. They let Jake Arrieta go. So they just reloaded their starting roster. Um but, yeah, I mean, the Red Sox are going to be just fine. The Yankees are going to be just fine. The Cubs, the Dodgers, the Astros are going to be just mm-hmm. fine. Because they, they added Garrett Cole to their rotation. Yep. Uh, so you got Garrett Cole as your third starter after Verlander and Dallas Keuchel, both Cy Young Award winners. Like, you're doing just fine. So, um, yeah, it's there's obviously going to be quite a few teams that are terrible, but there's also going to be, you know, probably – four to six teams that could win it all if they stay healthy, which in the baseball season is always the key. Right. Or getting hurt at the right time and not at the wrong time, if that makes sense. It does. And I think it's it's good for baseball, too, that we're getting some, some longevity in these teams in, in terms of strength. That the, the Astros now have been good for, for really four to five years. I think the Yankees are going to be built for a while. The Dodgers have been good. Because when these teams then come to an, into a Kansas City and and that's kind of how it used to be was you, you oftentimes went out to see the opponent more than you went out to see the Royals. And I, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that because uh, baseball needs high profile stars right now. It's, it's probably what it's lacking most uh, relative to the other leagues. But um, yeah, I, I think it's exciting. It, it's a, it's a bit of a bummer when you're, you know, your team's not going to be in contention, especially after the excitement of the last several years in Kansas city, but they'll turn it around. I'm confident. But, uh, yeah, the starting pitching, you talk about the Astros starting pitching, the Royals starting pitching is going to be the exact opposite of that. The exact opposite. <laughs> I'm not even sure if the, if the two guy who is, is Ian Kennedy for the Royals, could he'd be like the five guy probably for the Astros if he's even in the rotation. That's how, that's how bad we're talking. But, well, you know what that means, cheaper tickets. Exactly. And I always kind of I, I'm 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 fine with that um, because I just enjoy going to the games. And um, what what if I were to visit Detroit? What would be the, the the ballpark culinary special that I would be required to try? Hmm. At the actual ballpark? Yeah. I don't know if you can get a county dog at the ballpark or not, but if you could, that would be it. Interesting. You know what a county dog is? I don't. It's I mean, like, other than I assume it's a hot dog. Yeah, it's a hot dog with chili, cheese, and fresh onions on it. But it's a special kind of chili. Uh, 
So, yeah, Coney Dogs are big up there. Um, you can obviously get Little Caesars Pizza because Little Caesars is a Detroit company. Can you get Crazy Bread? Probably, yeah. I mean, the, the uh, Mike Illich, who owned the Red Wings and the Tigers, uh, has since passed away. But, yeah, and he's the guy that, that owned Little Caesars, um, which is why the new Red Wings and Pistons Arena is called Little Caesars Arena. Um or the LCA, as they call it. But, yeah, you can oh. totally get some Little Caesars pizza and crazy bread at the stadium for sure. And that would be a true Detroit, you know, meal. You know, in Kansas City now, they, they promote this this brisket acho, which is like brisket, cheesy corn, chips, and some cheese and a batting practice helmet. Because, mmm, that sounds good in July. <laughs> Oh, you just like get stuck to your chair after eating that. Holy cow. Oh, not to mention the smell of the person eating it in the row in front of you. <laughs> what do they call it? I believe it's called the, the brisket acho. I have not dared to try it. I'm I'm a traditionalist when I head to the ballpark. I will get a hot dog and a beer. Although I prefer they were all beef hot dogs instead of this, you know, ham turkey bologna nonsense that they serve. But Beggars can't be choosers, alas. Um, yeah, I, I also like to indulge in dipping dots from time to time. Well, on a on a you know very you know cool August afternoon, I could see how some dipping dots might help. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I do not stray into um into anything else. Last year, I was at the U.S. Open and I tried a frozen cronut thing with ice cream and I don't know what it was but that's about as far as Australia otherwise when I go to the ballpark it's it's peanuts pop or peanuts hot dogs in uh, in a beer it's, it's the way it should be so I just realized this by the time we record next week baseball will be underway we will know who's in the national championship and then Man, the summer is almost upon us, and it's just like spring started. And it's only like fifty degrees here this week, so yeah, feeling feeling right right as it should be. Yeah, as long as it stays cool, I'll be fine. And then we have the Masters. We have the NFL Draft, which I could not care less about. <laughs> well, I'll have to cover that for us then. And. We have the Kentucky Derby and then the NASCAR race, which I will be reporting live from. So a lot coming up in the next uh, six weeks or so. Indeed. All right. Well, until then, I guess uh, watch more sports. Sounds good. See you. Bye.